Behold, behold, this liquid of gold. What friendships are made of, why stories are told. It's beer, we drink it round here, we drink it all the time. We drink it in the morning, in the afternoon or night. Just put it in your mouth, swallow it down. Makes you swear your words and speak a little bit. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the pre-podcast intro for this episode. Why are we doing a pre-podcast intro? We've never done that before. Is it because this is a very special episode? Yes. Is it because I forgot to mention a couple of things in the intro? Maybe. But why are we yelling? This is our Brew Day podcast, and I'm really looking forward to it. We had a really good time doing this, but don't forget, Tupelo Con is around the corner. If you want tickets, you need to call us at 662-305-9783. That's our voicemail line. Leave us a message. Let you let us know you need tickets. All right, so let's get to the uh, the other intro to this podcast. This was Brew Day, and it was awesome. It was a little no- background noisy. It was a little uh, loosey goosey, but when when have you never known us to not be that way? You know, we had uh, people going in and out because we had to check the the beer that was brewing, and there was alarms going off and uh, people talking in the background because there was a few people over here. But uh, you know, it's all good. That's great. Let's um, play the thing. You know the dun 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 dun. Play the play the dun Play that na 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 dun Real Bob God. You know what you know what I'm talking about. Play that. All right. Take two is always a good one. Always. We should start with take two. Take two. Like, <laughs> let that be the first one. Just take two. Just start with take two. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, there's a couple quick announcements. We're going to get right to this podcast. I'm really excited about it. We got Chris Ransom here uh, from the Brew Heathens Club. And we're going to talk about making some beer. Making beer. Yeah. We did. We're going to talk about making beer. Mm hmm. Brewing. It's going to be a lot of... If you ever want to play the drinking game, <laughs> this would be a good episode to do it in. Uh, yeah. Um, a couple quick announcements. Uh, don't forget that we are, and we, I mean Kill J, is going to be... We are going to be at Egan's in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, April the 4th. Yeah. Then our next stop will be the Amory Railroad Festival. I'm really looking forward to the Rail Festival. It's going to be awesome. And uh, speaking of Kill J, I've already rang the bell once. Uh, we just signed to the Voodoo Roo Talent Group. 
really excited about that. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Voodoo Room Entertainment is an exclusive group of actors, artists, and other high-demand public figures that are represented by Lynn Gibson. Lynn is a real pop culture alum. She's mm-hmm. been on the show before. Uh, real good friends with her and Big Johnny Blender. Uh, they run the Edge Radio US, which we're broadcasted on there on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Central. Um, this is going to be a great fit because when she approached us about it, I was like, that's the big, that's, if you, if you told me to say two things right on top of your head that, that Kill J is in severe need of without even thinking, I would say representation, you know, adequate representation from someone, you know, like this. And number two would be a music video. And spandex pants. <laughs> giraffe print spandex pants. pants. Yes, that would be if you if you had three. So I'm really super excited about this. Um, it, it's gonna just be more and more opportunities for us for you to see us and hear us, and um, we're gonna start directing everybody towards her. If you want to book Kill J, if you need some, you need some Kill J action, let her know, and uh, you can work it out with her. I think it's going to be great. And we're going to be talking about that more and more as we go. Um, but back to the Railroad Festival. I, uh, man, that's getting, that's closing in. Yeah. It's the 21st as we record this intro. We recorded the body of the podcast three last weeks Saturday. Three weeks away. In three weeks, and I just started my training. <laughs> I just started my railroad festival training You're today. Late. <laughs> You're behind. I can catch up. I'm pretty good. You're behind. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to talk about physical fitness. So take your hand back off the dial. I know y'all are fixing to turn it. I'd already turned mine off. I know what you're talking <laughs> you about. I just start listening to it. <laughs> But no, uh, my body type is considered a mesomorph. You have endomorph, mesomorph, and ectomorph. And if you looked at the diagram, I'm not going to pull it up because, again, I don't want to stay on this long. You would look at that and go, yeah, that's totally you. The, the good news is you can lose weight pretty fast, but mm-hmm. you also gain it. Like, you can watch me gain weight as I eat. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really going to hit the gym hard. I'm going to dial my diet in. I'm basically going to starve myself. Not a lot. A lot of chicken. Re uh, reevaluate my relationship with eggs. I about got burned out on the last time. But yeah, I usually start earlier, and it's not just that I'm getting in shape for the railroad festival. It just happens to coincide for that time of year, where the the sleeveless shirts are coming back out, and you got to start working on the tan again, and yeah, you know. get the sriracha flavored envelopes of tuna. They're good. Really? Yeah. See, now that was another thing is I. A long time ago, back when I was sexy, I, I burned myself. I overdosed on tuna because it was so it's so easy. It's just easy, quick protein, and I was eating it every day. And I got to the point to where I would gag just because well, I just uh, overdosed. Get the little sriracha. I know you like hot food. If you get I the, get the I, little, I love sriracha. If you get the little sriracha seasoned pack of tuna, and dump it in a little bowl with a little tablespoon of any mustard. And a little squirt of dill you pickles. You need to bring me some. And you stir it all up and eat it with some clove crackers or maybe a couple of clove crackers. Have the crackers, but you can have one or two, good. one or two maybe. That does sound good. I'm, I'm going to go buy some tomorrow. That's good because I'm all about quick, quick and easy. Yeah. And that, that doesn't always work with dieting. Quick right. and easy means fast food, which is terrible. Right. <laughs> and I bring and I, I 
see if I have any mustard left. Yeah, I do need some anti mustard. So um, we got the banner on the way. We put that out on Facebook. Did you see that today? Mm -mm. Oh, I need to show you that. I'm really excited about the banner this year. Well, I probably could have seen. I'm not not going to lie. I've been getting so many notifications from people. Hats off to everybody sharing the sharing the the feed. But I've already seen it 27 times. I didn't want to see it again, so I stopped looking. But uh, and I and when it popped up, I probably thought it was just another share of the uh, second stage. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. This is it's it's within that, but it's something else. What else was I going to say about the Rural Festival? There was another update. Oh, our next episode of Real Pop Culture. It's going to be a Railroad Festival special. It's going to be all... It, it's going to be really cool because I'm going to switch hats from being a podcaster to being a straight-up old-school DJ. And I'm going to be playing music from all the bands. I'm going to be introing the songs. Um, it's, it's going to be really neat. It's going to be a, spe- a special episode like, like we've never had before. Very music-oriented. I got a lot I want to talk to you about for the outro, so okay. I'm just gonna keep this intro short because because I'll right. start talking about it oh, yeah, and I, I just know. blow the outro. I just out thought of a bunch of intro. stuff too that's gonna might make you cry. Might make me cry. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. Let me tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Voxer and Timmy, I need to get home. <laughs> um. Yeah, because I want to ask you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna save the beer talk till after. Yeah, to the outro. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's roll this beautiful beam footage. Um, everybody, go ch- check out Voodoo Room Entertainment. Go give them a like and a share and leave leave a review. And because uh, that that whole that whole page and everything, this whole company is new, and she's already signed a, a bunch of awesome artists. Like I'm not even gonna try to name them all off the top of my head, but there's a bunch of actors and. Uh, we're one of the only there's only one I think one other music act on there if I'm not mistaken and uh, I'll list all that off on the, the next episode but yeah go check out Voodoo Room Entertainment we're proud to be a part of that uh, if you're listening to us on the Edge Radio US uh, at the Edge Radio US what's up uh, speaking of which did I mention Big Johnny Blender is the host of the Rural Festival you did on the last episode I believe because yeah. I didn't know that you, you kept it yeah. a secret from me I found out when you said it on the, when, we, when we was recording yeah, he's so the, I he's had no idea so I had to which dive. I'm so glad because like he's got that good charismatic oh, yeah, he's personality got, he's got. and I have no problem this is so weird I have no problems getting up on stage and singing to people which is weird most people are the opposite like they don't right but I've just done it for so long it doesn't bother me anymore but I don't like to get up and talk right to people I got you. Like, uh, it's most people would much rather talk to people than sing. But like I said, I've just been doing it so yeah. long. It, it just I'm callous to it. It's like I don't care. I don't care if you like it or not. I'll just start yelling at you. I'm not really singing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just yell at people for fun. All right, so here it is, our brew day with uh, CJ Chris Ransom, hanging out, brewing out. And uh, when we get done, we're going to time travel and talk about the beer we were brewing that day when we did this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Enter time travel music here. I need to. I need to. I need to get the clip from Bill and Ted. Was Was that Bill and Ted? Oh, we just done it. That's all right. Well, we did it. It's good. We just.
I wanted to take a quick minute to tell everyone where they can find real pop culture online in what we call The List. You just made The List! Thank you, Chris Jericho. You can go to www.realpopculture.com. That's our website. You can listen to episodes right there. You can download the Podomatic app, search for Real Pop Culture. You can download and listen to episodes there. Our Facebook account is facebook.com slash Podcast. Our Twitter is at realpopculture1. We're on Instagram. Search for us there. We're on iTunes, Google Play. You have to go to Google Play Music and then search for Real Pop Culture. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm. All episodes are re-aired on The Edge Radio US, Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. You just made the list! You can go to advertisecast.com and find out how you, yes, you, can be a part of Real Pop Culture by way of advertising. You can give us a call on our voicemail line. That's area code 662-305-9783. You just made the list! And last but not least, you can always email us, popcultureforreal, that's the number four real at gmail.com. All right, it's brew day, and we're all together. We all have a shot. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Prost. Saloon. Clink. Oh, and I'm I'm celebrating St. Patrick's Day today. I know it's tomorrow, but uh, I think I think we're gonna celebrate early. Like if your if your birthday's during the week and you celebrate the weekend before the weekend after, absolutely, absolutely. that's kind of what we're doing. And we finally have in the house, and I can ask you on the air: Do you prefer to be referred to as CJ or Chris? I'll answer to anything except. <laughs> I prefer Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, but I'll answer to Mark. Right? Do you yeah, prefer to be? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, on paper, I'm Chris, and it's just usually easier to introduce myself as Chris, but everybody who's near and dear to me, CJ. Well, I, f- I feel like I'm near and dear to you. Man, because... with this Amory hospitality, I'm getting you better be near to me. <laughs> so I'm going to call you CJ then. We have CJ in the house. You are the founder of the new, what are we calling this, the North Mississippi Homebrew Club? Yeah, as of right now, we're just Northeast Mississippi, and I'm acroniming, acroniming? NEMS. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, unofficially, we are the Brew Heathens. I like that name. I thought it was cute, catchy. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that started out as like a beta name, but yeah. I, I see that sticking because. Yeah. Well, I I, I just want to keep it unofficial. Uh, I mean, I think as far as registration and in any kind of homebrew competition or just any kind of legality format, you know, we we keep NIMS, um, but. Brew Heathens would look good on a t-shirt sticker. I think, branding I, I think it would look really good on, on a t-shirt and just, you know, like, like you were saying, as a beta. Yeah. Secondary. Well, let me get your origin story. That's a good place to start. What got you into brewing? Like, um, what's okay. your beginnings? I knew that this answer, uh, this question would come up, and I've been thinking about this. But I remember senior year in high school at Shannon. Uh, I, I was standing there, and I was staring off into space, and this guy that I went to school with, he was... He was asking me, he's like, man, what are, you, what are you thinking about? I said, I'm trying to figure out how to make money drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, was the, uh, that was the snowflake that started the snowball down the, the, down the hillside. Um, I moved out to California in 2014 and met my wife out there. And She was your wife when you met her? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing we met. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you were looking around forever. I was all all the way out to California. Um, Now, she she had pitched to me about getting involved in a a brewmaster program at some of the schools in California. And I was like, get the get out of here. No, I'm not going to get involved with that. And 
I came back. I came back to Mississippi, and and one of my friends had had gotten. Um, he he just spent like three four hundred dollars, got a basic kit, just a, uh, the fish cooker and the kettle, and was doing those. Uh, Brewer's friend is it Brewer's friend? Yeah, the kits. Yeah, yeah, doing the kits, and and I'm not gonna lie, man, his beer was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> I drank seven cups. <laughs> so you couldn't tell it was horrible by the first one. Oh you no, no, six no. More. I mean, come on, man, we didn't care. We didn't. Care. By the time I get a buzz, I'm gonna tell you what I really think about this. Yeah. But um, it, it totally wrecked my stomach. It, mm. and I mean, at that time, we we had spent the money, or actually, he and his dad had spent the money on just as basic setup as yet and starzan and sanitation was not at the very top of that list <laughs> and you know after talking to him we we quickly put it where it where it should be and we started we started brewing little kit beers like that and then we took a break for a while and i moved back out to california i went to san diego state for a, a little cert program called the business of craft beer got involved with uh some some pretty cool stuff, you know, in those classes, and but it was it was really tailored to a San Diego market, and I was out there for a year, ran out of money, came back home, and just been brewing ever since. And y'all brew like regularly. That's church for us. That's church, man. Like uh, you hit me up this morning at like nine nine a.m. and you were like. Are we starting at 12 sharp? And I was like, yeah, wow. You're like, because we're brewing like this. Like, you're brewing for breakfast. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Our, it's our cereal. That's hardcore, man. Yeah, uh, we... we uh, what do you do with all this beer? Well, <laughs> well I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. Uh, actually, our, our reserves are pretty low right now. We, um, we've had some of the members coming by trying to, trying to keep everybody active. And, you know, you got, you got a social atmosphere with three or four drinkers. Your beer gets depleted. Yeah, we uh, we we've, we've been doing some bigger beers that take a little longer fermentation. We've got a couple lagers and we've got a big barley wine that we've done. So those are brew days that I mean you're looking at a month or two before you you're drinking those lagers anyway. And yeah, of course the barley wine in another year. Do you have a, a particular batch that you've done that you're like for us? We talk about the Raptor piss a lot. Like I'm really proud of that. Like it, it turned out so good we haven't been doing it near as long as you but do you have that one batch that you were like that was perfect um we have an arrogant bastard clone and it's not a it, you know we've we've got the recipe we've done it a few times and it gets better and better every time we do it but it is nowhere near what arrogant bastard is but i mean we just haven't named it anything else other than an american strong ale it, it's it's liquid gold it yeah never stays around um we've got a wit that we can do several different ways we've done it with lemon we've done it with orange this last time we've done it with grapefruit and chamomile what yeah chamomile chamomile and that's supposed to help you sleep isn't it well my wife's got a lotion same thing to help her sleep yeah uh I well, thought camo like chamomile tea is supposed to help you <laughs> help you sleep right well yeah no i know it helps with a sore throat I don't know what all chamomile is good for, but it wasn't bad in the beer. Of course, I, I stubbed my toe on brew day, and I wasn't I wasn't thinking about the uh, the addition. It only called for like a quarter of an ounce, and I threw about half in there. And chamomile goes a long way, <laughs> so it is a 
I'm thinking it's chamomile like a, tea is supposed to help you sleep. Maybe. Yeah. And it, alcohol, you know, kind of relaxes you. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe we need to do a bedtime beer. Sleep we need to do a, a batch sleepy of beddy, sleepy time beer. Kill, I can't have any. No, but you know, like a, a beer that you drink like at the end of the night when when you're about ready to go to bed. It's like, oh, we'll do one more. Let's do the chamomile. We beers. could do that with the uh, <laughs> with the uh, horny goat weed beer that Kelly wants. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know how to. I don't know how to. Uh, zero research. So, how long have you been brewing beer, like total, like in years? Since 2014. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're a lot. You're a lot younger than me. Yeah. I start. I got to. The, I, I was late to the party. Well, it, I mean, it was only legalized in, in Mississippi in twenty. You know, we were talking about that in the last podcast. What are the? And we probably should have checked on this before we started brewing. Before we started brewing beer, but what are the regulations? Are are there any now on brewing? As far beer? as home brewing, yeah, I think. Um, Is there any regulation at all? Uh, I think you can't brew more than two hundred gallons a year. Hey man, I'm good, man. How about you? Um, I don't know how how well that's enforced. Yeah. And I don't, I don't but it feels fun, but because it feels like we're getting away with something we shouldn't be doing, even though it's probably. Well, I think legal. I think that's just the new of it all. Yeah. Uh, you know. So how long has it been legal? Since 2013. Since 2013. So what was it before then? You couldn't do it at all. Not in the state of Mississippi and Alabama. I think were the last ones. But not, for, don't quote me on that. I'm for not. the longest time, I thought that. Uh, like Jimmy Carter's brother. Yeah, that was no. It was Jimmy Carter. Uh, I think it was in the Carter regist- uh, administration. Administration that uh, it was legalized. Billy Beer. You remember Billy Beer? Oh yeah. That was his brother, was wasn't his it? Brother. I think uh, the '77 Jimmy Carter signed the bill, but but it was, but a, it was, it was a, a federal a federal thing. Yeah, and state so, law was. But you were still yeah. limited on your amount. Yeah. Your yeah. volume. But I don't know how that's enforced, or because you can legally make moonshine. Yeah. But it's only like. A few gallons. No. Yeah, I don't think you make. Yes, you can. I think you can. can I'm you? not. I'm not 100 percent on moonshine. I'm, I'm not making it. I don't. I don't really. Dabble I, you know, that's one it. thing I've. I've. I've made wine. I started out making wine. We make wine, too. which is weird. I don't drink wine, but I've been told that my wine is really good, probably because it's like this terrible redneck recipe that's just pure sugar and that's what most people as like. long as it's not baker's yeast you're <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> well, well i started out that way because i didn't know the difference well, but i learned i learned as i went um i started out making wine and i felt fine making wine because if, if you screw wine up you'll you'll know it oh, it'll yeah. taste like it'll smell like dirty socks and you're like okay that's yeah, bad you, i mean that messed that up beer you know it's fine you mess up booze like if you really screw up liquor you can like go blind. Yeah, like you can yeah, kill that's, somebody. That's, that's what I don't want to mess. So with. I'm scared of it. Yeah, I can I can definitely buy commercial spirits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can I can drink homebrew, but I can I can buy commercial spirits. I, I don't like moonshine anyway. I've drank moonshine. I prefer my whiskey in a barrel ten or twelve years. I prefer yeah. my beer in a barrel for ten and, or twelve and I years. I don't have that much time, so I just go buy. Yeah. Yeah, Jack Daniels pretty much nailed it on the first run, so I don't really need the feeling need to compete with them. <laughs> yeah. They pretty much I concur. <laughs> they pretty much got it nailed down. Yeah, I'm, and, I, I like I like Jim and I like Jack. Um, 
I'm a big Woodford Reserve drinker. I like, oh, I like Woodford yeah. Reserve. Thumbs up on that. Um, out in in San Diego, Alpine Brewing, name drop. Um, they have a robust porter that was aged in Woodford Reserve barrels. I had to go get some of that. They were selling them in 300 milliliter bottles for like 15 bucks. Oh, wow. Worth every penny. And I was talking to the brewer, and he said, yeah, when we got all those Woodford Reserve barrels in, he said there was there was enough that everybody took like gallons of Woodford Reserve home. <laughs> nice. I was like, man, it would be a good day to work at a brewery. Yeah. Yeah. I like Woodford. Woodford's good. Woodford's good. Well, it's Woodford's like I was talking on the last podcast Imagine if you lived around Kentucky when they were just throwing the barrels out and people figured out that there's still two gallons of liquor in the wood and they were doing their own devil's cut. I'm going to say that that was probably a quiet secret held by you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. It's like they didn't find out till like 2017. And they found out through their fans, <laughs> through, their, through the people in the community. Like, what? You're getting <coughs> free booze? throwing away booze? Wait, let's Damn. do something. <laughs> Well, today is brew day. We've been brewing uh, a kind of a double batch. Oh, yeah, double batch. Yeah, yeah. What do you think so far? I'm, I was really impressed with how you guys have done that. I've never We're a little done, primitive. I've never done a second running, so it was it was really it was really interesting for me to, to sit in on that. Yeah. Um, y'all have a electric setup now. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. I've never seen that. In okay, action. so we have the the Robo Brew, which is a five gallon setup. Um, it does. Wi Fi brewing. It, it's <laughs> almost, almost. We got Bluetooth connectivity. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it, it's a glorified coffee maker. Um, oh, wow. We uh, it, it's uh, it looks like a trash can. It's big stainless steel cylinder that's got a little digital input screen on it for your time and your temp. Uh, we love it. It's it's really changed our brew day as far as as far as home brewing goes, and you know we we we've, we've toyed with the idea of going going pro over the next few years and just keeping that on as just a little test batch pilot system. Yeah, I mean it it really consolidated our footprint. We're not transferring to a mash ton. We're not transferring. I mean we do have a cooler for uh, for laudering and sparge, but that's it. So you're, it's helped you really dial in your recipe. Yes, yes. So like, if you want to go back to a certain thing you did, you can replicate it like almost perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, when you get into you know too many variables, I mean, it's harder to replicate. It's harder to do the. It's harder to make the same accident twice. Yeah. So I mean, if you can consolidate your footprint, keep everything where it's at in in one, in one run, you're definitely minimizing mistakes. That yeah. and Beersmith as as changed our, our brew day a lot yeah and i know i know kim's talked to you about brew smith or beer smith rather yeah we've i downloaded it and we looked at it but like i was telling you earlier at this point and we will soon because trust me i wish we could duplicate what we did when we made the raptor piss yeah uh, and we probably can pretty close but uh we're not like trying to save recipes like we're not worried about consistency mm-hmm. so much at this point in the game for us no i get it I but get we it. will get of, there there's a lot of homebrewers with the same the same outlook like i almost i almost for me i can't speak for anthony or anybody else in the homebrew club or Kelly. i kind of like the the little element of surprise to see because i think if you have your recipe dialed in perfectly there's a lot of advantages to that but the advantage i think for what we're doing is it's when you're surprised by something. We're like, I didn't expect that. 
You know, like I didn't see that coming, or I didn't I didn't know that was going to smooth out that way, or I didn't think the hint of this would come through as much, or you know. And I think if you have your recipe dialed in perfectly, you almost know what to expect, right? Right, right. And for a long time, my my goal has been to either either open a, a production brewery or a brew pub and here lately it's been the brew pub more than the, the production brewery in so which case consistency would be important yes. yeah that would be very important yeah that's the and i'm i'm a little bit of a purist um i don't get i don't get too crazy with uh with my recipes and but i i love people that do um i've got several friends in the club that just they want to throw as much as they can at it comes out great comes out wonderful i would rather I would rather stick to the simple stuff myself and and nail it. Yeah. And and be surprised to get those awesome beers from somebody else. Now, uh, tell us again what you brought out here today for us to, to sample. So I brought that, the... Dude, I'm going to tell you just... And I've been drinking a while and I got some Irish blood in me. You can tell by this beard right here. It's not fake. <laughs> uh, I can handle some alcohol, but just in just a little few sips i was buzzing pretty good so so the first beer that i that we we sampled was a belgian quad um we had um we had gotten our hands on some some really really good belgian yeast that was starting to go out of date and we we put it in a starter brought it back to life we we'd done a full run a belgian double triple and then a quad and we were very very surprised at how well each of those beers turned out the, uh, the the double was actually done before we got the Robo Brew, and then the triple was the second beer that we had done on the Robo Brew, and the triple came out crystal clear, crystal clean. We put two pounds of honey in, it and it's almost mead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the yeast being as good and as clean as it was, we I told I, I told my the the guy I brew with, I said you know we we got to keep it going. We need to do a quad, so. <clears throat> I got the recipe together. We, I think that recipe we put, I think we put dry malt extract in it. I don't think we did anything crazy as far as um, like rock candy or anything. I know rock candy went in the double. Yeah. But um, I think we I think we went heavy on some some dry malt extract to get that that booze level up. But it's about a ten percent beer. Okay, so the people that don't know the difference, like what. What exactly do you mean by single, double, triple, quad? Like you're at, you're you're going one more of what? It's uh, it's doubling the amount of sugar. Uh, okay, so you got a single, and then you double the amount of sugar, and then you triple the amount of sugar, and then quad is four times. And you don't have to adjust the yeast to be able to hang with that, or no? The yeast have... is the yeast is constantly building through those brews. It's getting stronger. It's getting as long as you're taking care of it, maintaining in, in especially in, in like a harvest situation. Yeah, you're getting rid of your your bad yeast, your your dead yeast cells. And you're you're wanting to pitch those good, healthy, active yeast on top of the next brew. I know that like in our fermenter, when we're done, you've got this cake at the bottom that's just insane. Mm-hmm. In yeah. a quad, like, <laughs> well, it, <laughs> that would have to be like a well. A here's, swamp the, here's the thing: what, just crazy. I can't remember slurry. exactly exactly <laughs> what our pitch rate was for the uh, the double triple quad, but I'm. Almost certain that we would have had to. We uh, we we would have almost certainly pulled the yeast off the triple, rinsed it, cleaned it, separated all the uh, separated all the bad yeast cells, and then pitched clean yeast at a. 
It would have been a lot smaller cake, is what. How do you know, like, how do you know how to separate bad yeast cells? Okay, so you ferment in buckets, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. All right, so you pull you pull all your beer out into a keg, and you've got that cake sitting down there. Yeah. You've got probably a little bit of beer on top of it. Yeah. Take your bucket, swirl it around, <laughs> get it all slurried up, and then pour it into. We use a lot of mason jars. Okay. Uh, we've got like a one gallon kind of. Uh, what your meat is in that, that yeah. bubble yeah. type. So we would pour every bit of that into that, and then top it off with water. Okay. And over the process of a day or two, all of that yeast will separate, and you'll see it into oh, little layers. Oh, okay. And at that point, we'll decant off everything, and then pour it into like much smaller vessels to keep yeast. See, this podcast that I'm doing is not just for entertainment, it's for research purposes. Absolutely. I'm going to go back and listen to this <laughs> because I, I didn't I didn't know about that. We haven't got that fancy yet. Uh, yeah, you guys got to sit in on one of our brew days. We, we've got... Absolutely. We've got yeast stacked up in our, our little cooler and got hops all vacuum sealed and beer on top. Oh. There you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, just for the cream on the crop. Invitation accepted. I'm there. Too small. Ow, you twisted it too. But hard. the other the other beer that I brought was the Russian Imperial Stout. That was that was that that beer is kind of my baby. I I put it together as um, uh, an old Rasputin clone, and in in secondary I had I had soaked cocoa nibs in white rum mm -hmm. for a few days, and Bacardi. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, it was Bacardi. And layered layered the uh, the bucket in the secondary with all of the cocoa nibs and rum, and then racked the imperial stout on top of it and let it sit for I don't know another two three weeks maybe, and then we bottled from that. I was going to ask you about racking. How important is that? I know it's important for clarity, it's, but how important is it for taste? Well, you're definitely getting it. I off didn't of slur that. that word at all. Okay, maybe I did a little. It's okay. <laughs> I um, missed a syllable, but you get the point. I, I mean, depending on your beer, depending on its fermentation cycle, I mean, it's sometimes not necessary at all in a homebrew capacity. Yeah. But you, if you, with your bigger beers that are going to sit in the ferment, like your barley wine, your barley wine will probably sit in the fermenter for what five weeks. Yeah. I would. I would rack off of that yeast because you don't want all of that, all of those bad yeast cells giving off any off flavors in the fart smell in this probably expensive beer yeah. that's not even we have a we have a question from the audience <laughs> not to interject in, in just what do you mean by rack rack is transfer from one vessel to another like from one bucket that it's already sitting in into a, a to take it off the cake yeah to get it off of that yeast and and let it finish its its fermentation process but it, it makes for a cleaner a cleaner delivery on your palate. Yeah, I know back in my winemaking days, like, again, I got like a redneck wine recipe that I used, and my wine turned out dirty. Like, it was dirty, but everybody liked it. It tasted okay, but I started looking into, like, racking. They're like, well, so many weeks in, if you, if you re-rack it, mm -hmm. basically you take it out of the, you know, I had a little siphon method that I used, and, uh, it gave it more clarity, and I tried that once, and I was like, "It looks a lot better." But 
Yeah, so I, mean, I was telling... I was, <laughs> it doesn't I was, really taste different. Yeah. I was telling Chip earlier, Yeah, I mean, think of your yeast as a, as a living organism. Mm-hmm. So what it's going to do is it's going to eat the fermentable sugars. It's going to fart CO2 and piss alcohol. Is that now, why there's a fart taste in the uh, cake? Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so, so this is... This being said, a living organism, alcohol is not the best environment for it to live in. So it's constantly trying to separate itself from the alcohol that it's producing. I would too. I wouldn't want to live in my own farts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I try to get. You don't want to lay in a bathtub and fill it up with your own pee and then lay in it. I mean, I don't want to. I have a few times, but not by choice. So yeah, I see where you're going. (laughs) You didn't have to. You chose to. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't choose to. It just happened. Okay. Um, Not my proudest moment. Let's continue. So. So th- this being said, it's not the best environment for yeast to thrive in, so they will they will eventually die off. So getting it off of those dead cells, again, leads to a better a better flavor, a better delivery on your palate, makes for a cleaner beer. Yeah, and there's different kinds of obviously several different kinds of yeast, but some of the yeast can live longer. Yes, yes. You get into uh, your different yeast strains; they have a better attenuation than others. And they're, I mean, it, it's like you wouldn't use a yeast that's designed for a pale ale to ferment that barley wine with. You would want something that's got a higher attenuation rate. You would want something that's got a higher alcohol tolerance so that it can thrive in that, in that situation. Yeah, that was one of the first things I ever learned in making wine is that uh, going back to baker's yeast... I thought yeast is yeast. I mean, it's it's a living organism. It does it does the thing, and it it will get you there. Yeah. But it's dirty. Like baker's yeast is dirty. It's nasty. It's it's not not the best thing for brewing. Yeah, I would I wouldn't suggest it. Yeah, it's good for toilet wine. Some of the some of the beers that are made that are are known for a flavor profile, they get that some of that flavor profile from the off flavors from the yeast. Or all flavors. I say all flavors. The esters is mm-hmm. what it's called. They get it from the yeast. If you use a different yeast, that beer wouldn't be what it is. Right? Yeah, they're, yeah. Yeast strains are definitely designed for for a beer profile. I mean, the most common wit on the market is definitely a Blue Moon. What you're tasting, what you're getting out of a Blue Moon is definitely a yeast a yeast derivative. It, that is a yeast forward beer. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. Blue Moon. Blue yeah. Moon. That banana you taste you get. Yeah, from banana blue clove. Clove comes from the yeast. Yeah. But Sam Adams Oktoberfest, that's a malt forward beer, and you're gonna get a lot cleaner lager yeast that is designed not to be the star of the show in that beer. Right. And so like an IPA, the, the yeast would be kind of on the back burner? Yes. Because uh, the hops, hops go forward. Hops are the show in an, yeah, in, sure. a, in an IPA, American IPA. Well, IPA period. Yeah. In, in recipe design, I'll know what beer I'm making as to what yeast that I'm gonna use. I mean, I, I have a few substitutions in mind in case for some beers, but for the most part, I know I know what I'm going with. I know what yeast I'm using to, to finish that recipe. Well, let's get back to the talking about the homebrew club. Um, we've had what four meetings now? I three. missed three. 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 I missed one of them. No, I was the first one and the, and the last one. I missed the second one. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your vision going forward? for the homebrew club like, I, I really like i really want to bring a bunch of guys together who can share a lot of the same interest a lot of the same knowledge i really want to take a novice brewer and make him make him a better brewer i want to take i you want to take your, right there i want to take your every 
I want to take your average brewer. I want to make him a better brewer. That's and and the the best meeting that we had um, was the February meeting. We had 18 people show up, and uh, you know, I was I was telling everybody. I said, look, I'm I'm here to get you to brew more. Yeah, that's that's what I want to do. You've definitely lit a fire under us because we thought we were cool because we brewed beer like once a month. And like for example, this morning when you're like, it's nine o'clock in the morning, I'm brewing right now. I'm like, we suck. We brew an average of five times a month. We need to we need to brew more beer. We why we, not? It's great. I love we, it. We brew an average. Dude, let's of do five something times. we love a lot more. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> Look at me. Talk about why. <laughs> let's let's do something we love to do more often. Is that okay? <laughs> let's do it. But I I mean, I, it all makes sense too. I mean, you can't. You can't put together a $60 recipe and brew that six times a month. We right. brew, and after after getting in the habit of, of harvesting yeast and, you know, buying hops in a bigger bigger volume, we're averaging 20 bucks in grain and yeast, hops, the works, a brew day. Yeah. 20 to 30 on average. On average, we and we kind of did the math, if you drink craft beer which is not cheap right you're saving a lot of money by making it yourself absolutely. a lot absolutely it's the time it's the time i mean you take anybody and we live in the south man cooking is cooking is gold everybody right. cooks everybody takes pride in being you know a grill master in their own in their own yard yeah. everybody takes pride in putting together a dish on the stove it's the same concept man you you make your own beer you want to you want to do it as well as you can. Every time that does that, you owe us a beer. I, I have to put hops in. That's what it <laughs> oh, I thought somebody was calling you. No, You're I, excused. I, I, that means I put. If they if it's, it's for the alarm for the brewing process, then you are excused for that. But if your phone rings because somebody's calling you, then you owe us a beer. I lost my train of thought. What were we talking I was, about? I was lost too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think beer is good. I'm good. <laughs> True statement. <laughs> uh, we were talking about the uh, the vi- your vision of the brew club. You want, club, you want yes. more people to brew more. Yes, I, d- I definitely want to get people to brew more. I, I would like, I would really appreciate the club having more of an impact on what craft beer is in a dry market for craft beer. And I say that I know craft beer is starting to take off in this area a little bit, but it it's behind in the time. Yeah, sorely behind the top. Yeah, and I think I've heard you talk about, you know, wanting to get into brewing competitions and stuff like that. What's your vision? Yeah, for that? we. Uh, as a matter of fact, the club the club is putting together uh, several different recipes of a rye IPA to enter in a competition in May. So we've got a we've got a member who's from Texas. He he's going to be driving back to visit family or such, and he. Any beer that we want to enter, he's going to drop off for us. Oh, so nice! In Texas, Houston. Houston. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. And I know after after we talked about putting together the raw IPA, I know. All right, so Yoda brewed one for sure. <laughs> uh, we've got another guy named James that that brewed brewed a rye. Um, Zach has brewed a rye. Corey's brewed a rye. We've brewed a rye. And I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, and I'm sorry. Um, 
But I know I know we've got got so I know um, Daniel Weldon. He's he said he had a few rides that he might he might bring up for yeah. tasting and comparison. They're probably going to have to incorporate weight class divisions like they did in the UFC to make it fair. Because if Mark Fancher's <laughs> entering a beer <laughs> making competition, it's just not going to be fair for anybody else unless he's like uh, you know the heavyweight or something like that. Right. You're going to have to incorporate like class. Like seasoning. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. What do they do in those competitions? What do they do to differentiate? Okay, so like, this. What's, the, what's everybody's big main goal to differentiate from this beer from somebody else's? And is there categories? Like, is there IPA? Like, I'm a little bit lost on a lot of this. So. <laughs> As of right now, the uh, I guess everything that is being entered is a raw IPA. Now, I'm not sure what all they're chasing. As far as the the profile development, they're probably it, it being a rye. They're probably gonna they're probably gonna want to see how you showcase the rye in that IPA. It being an IPA, they're gonna want to know what kind of hot profile you got. Outside of that, I'm not sure. I haven't really messed with a whole lot of rye. I'm not a big rye drinker. Uh, we we put one together and it's come out okay. We we actually sampled it last night. I'm not I'm not sure where it's gonna go, but we've we've got six bottles bottled up to uh, we're we're gonna do an individual entry just because the club's not registered yet. So your entry? Yes. Okay. It's a raw specific raw IPA specific con uh, contest. I so, was telling you earlier about that rye mm -hmm. uh, that three bond ice. Yeah. 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 You know, so it was so, very potent. So are most rye IPAs like stronger than your normal yes you're well it's it it's a very distinct flavor profile i mean i don't you're not going to get more fermented out than you would anything else but you're going to get a different a different beer and a different flavor profile just from the rye the rye is supposed to deliver like a, a peppery kind of profile earthy very earthy you were asking about uh like guidelines or specific what they're looking for um there's there's a program called bjcp beer uh beard uh, i can't believe i'm forgetting that it's a judging program and all of these guys go through this program to be a bjcp judge and that's what that's who will be sitting in judging the beers that are entered and what they'll do is they'll 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 run in like a flight of beers probably five strong they'll try it they'll say okay this one they'll vote on the flight okay this one's good take the rest away this one's good and then they'll just narrow it down that way gotcha. all right here's my question yep it's totally generic question but i like it if you were stranded on a desert island for the rest of your life and you could only have one beer like like a commercial beer to drink for the rest of your life what would it be mm. something cold Cold. Um, well, I don't know. Those beers you brought today were better at room temperature. Some of those like higher alcohol I, I, beers work better for some reason if they're not super chill. We we in San Diego we were asked to to fill in a Desert Island six pack, hmm. and I never could fill one up because being in San Diego I was new to a whole lot of beers that I'd never even seen or heard from, um, but. Well, let me make it easier for you. What's your favorite style of beer? Like, I'm an IPA guy. That doesn't make it easier. <laughs> it doesn't make no, it easier. Um, 
No, okay, so uh, Firestone Walker is a brewery in Paso Robles, California, and they make my favorite IPA. It's a Union Jack IPA. It's crazy, crazy hopped up. I yeah. mean, you can't. I can't even. I can't even mimic the brew. Hmm. So crazy. Um, it's won like best in show like th- like twice in a row or some something. It's it's phenomenal. It's in the Desert Island six pack for sure. What about something you could go to Kroger and buy? Or, you know, something easy accessible to everybody, basically. Um, Ranger or something like that. Like, for me, for example, mine will be the Hop Secutioner. Because I'm an IPA honestly, guy. And that's honestly, and this, is, this may throw you for a loop, but um, Yingling. Huh. As far as, as, wow. far as easy to get to, as far as accessibility, east of the Mississippi, it's a Yingling. A Yingling. Yeah. It's a good beer. I mean, I know that they mark it as the oldest brewery in the in, in America. Which has been a good marketing. But here's here's what's not yeah. on the can. They're also the largest craft brewery in America. Hmm. In that. Are they owned by Budweiser? No, no. no. Yingling is okay. yeah, Yingling is their own. They uh, they 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 work they work with a lot of uh, Budweiser distributing. I actually worked with Budweiser for a little while. I, I didn't work there long enough to learn anything mm-hmm. about beer. Right. But I learned what sold and what di- didn't. That was about it, really. I got you. I worked for I worked for Mitchell. I did for a while. Yeah. You work for them now? No, no, oh. not now. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, I worked there before I went back to San Diego okay. a couple years ago. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably Yingling. Definitely. I mean, as far as. As far as pricing and availability, yeah, yeah. Why not? Is there a beer you won't drink? Like for me, it's it's the you know I've talked about it on here before. I'm, I just I do not like Bud Light at all. I just can't do it. I, well, I cut my teeth you, on Bud Light. Um, I, a lot of people remember, love it. I just can't do it. I, don't I remember know. I remember drinking before I was old enough to drink, or legally, uh, Bud Light and Corona. Um, that's a very different. This is I don't. Different. <laughs> I don't think I can answer that question on the air. Uh, on a beer that you wouldn't drink. That's the question. A beer that you refuse to drink. That's. I can't well, answer it on the on the, the air. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, shit. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad you you came out and hang out with us on Brew Day. You get the podcast with us. It's the day Absolutely. before. It's the day before St. Patty's Day. This is. Uh, this is awesome. We need to make this a regular thing, and I'm about it. I'm yeah, about it. let's uh, let uh, let's go ahead and talk about the next meeting, though. Let's do it. Um, Absolutely. Yes. As far as as far as where we are talking about meeting at at Mark Fancher's Pavilion, Dagobah, Dagobah. So, <laughs> which is where Luke Skywalker got his training to become a Jedi. This is true. <laughs> it's very true. It's the same place. It's, it's the, the gospel. exact same place. The gospel. Do or do not. There is so, no so I talked to Mark yesterday, and and he has confirmed that it is still a go. Um, as far as getting out there, he 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 ran down the the directions, but it was right turn, left turn, right turn, left turn, and it's it's going to be easy enough for everybody to meet at Trost and Prost Dagobah, yeah, and follow Yoda Mark Fancher <laughs> out to his place. Um, I know that I know that we're going to have people that work a little later. Can't get out there at six o'clock when he's closing up. I'll try to get him to stay till six thirty, and I will. I will have a post in the Brew Heathen thread, letting yeah. everybody know what's up. What's if you're interested on. in joining the Homebrew Club, let them know how 
What What are your like? For me, like I was surprised at the first meeting how many people were there. Yeah, this has obviously been something that people have been wanting to do for a long time. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, honestly, the best way to reach out is 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 to me on Facebook. If you if I don't know you or you don't know a home brewer, reach out to me. I'm Chris Ransom at Facebook, and and I'll get you all the info coming coming forward. Um, this, and if you search Brew Heathens on, can't find it. Is now a private. Okay, so you you had to be invited. Yeah, things like you have to be special. Things like if we had put Mark's address on there, I just good point. Yeah, you know, you would just random people showing up. Hey, I got some beer. And I know, and I know, moving stormtroopers, stormtroopers, gotta watch out for them. And I know, moving forward, we're gonna try to meet at people's houses, so there will be address listings, phone numbers, and yeah, just want people privy to that page. I got you. So, how do we become a member of the home? Well, you're talking to a. The potential uh, president. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we haven't voted yeah. yet, but. We're, yeah, we, we do need to hold elections move, uh, sometime soon. I'm, I'm hoping for a May, a May meeting uh, vote. Um, I got a copy of uh, the bylaws for the Golden Triangle Brew Club. And I'm I'm actually going through to see if there's any any space for amendments uh-huh. that we can apply, or something that doesn't fit for us specifically. I'm going to bring that up at the next meeting. Of course, we're doing the rye IPA taste, tasting, so it's a BYOB event. Yeah, that's cool mm-hmm. because the the ones I've only been to two of the three. We could order beer, but we couldn't bring beer. Right. It, it, this this is all. This this is all bets are off. Everybody in the brew club brews beer, and they're going to bring beer to this. Right. Um, yeah, I know. What I'm trying to say is, I need a DD. If anybody's listening, you can try me. Uh, where, where is Uber? Yeah. Um, Lyft. So I mean, I, I kind of did that by design for a little bit. I mean, you know, there's no there's no real mutual location for everybody that's convenient that we can bring yeah. alcohol to. And I also wanted to spurn a little bit of activity in their brewing. So that when it was, you know, you can bring bring your own, you had something to bring. Yeah. Yeah. And now here we are. We've talked about this raw IPA, so everybody's gonna everybody's gonna get a sample, gonna try it, vote on, you know, like our best in show. I feel like we're gonna be so happy about being able to bring our own <laughs> beer, on. and we're not gonna want to go back to. <laughs> like meeting no, no, I think, restaurants I think, and stuff. I think we're on the upward swing now. Yeah, I really think. We're I think on so it. too. It I mean, started off with a bang. Like I said, that first meeting was packed. Yeah, you couldn't have got anybody else in that room. Yeah, it was that was horrible. <laughs> that, <laughs> the pizza party. There was no more room. The in that heat room. in that was room was bad. There, yeah. And I, and I apologize. I I really when I set that meeting up. I thought it was full service. I didn't know that we'd have to get up and like go buy individual beers or food. I figured we'd have a waitress taking care of us. And I don't think they I understood was, the impact. They was trying, but they just couldn't keep up. Yeah, the yeah. couldn't keep up. Yeah. It was great pizza. Yeah. Food was great. Yeah, they just, it was they amazing just food. Amazing yeah, they just food. couldn't keep up. Uh, Steels, Steels had a much better turnout that second meeting. Yeah, and we had this nice elongated table. Of course, you couldn't hear at this end what was going on at this end. And yeah, there so was like multiple meetings at one time. I never sat down the hall. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I was, I was. You know, um, if if we ever have another meeting that's that's the size of the last meeting that I went to, 
like I would I would like to with of course everybody's permission turn one of our meetings into a podcast absolutely like I mean, if we hung microphones that. around with with yeah. you know my editing yeah I could turn that into a, a very interesting podcast for people that you know like to I'm, I'm about it we can we can definitely talk about it at the next meeting I think it'd be cool yeah. now if it's a huge meeting and there's like a ton of people there yeah, you're gonna get a whole lot of back noise yes there. but there was I mean for the amount of people that was there last time for 18 people you could definitely do a podcast like that yeah yeah, yeah. we could have done one because we was talking about stuff even at the last one it was just me you and I think it was Zach and was it Drew mm-hmm. uh, we was talking about stuff right there just between the four that we could that would have been a good segment on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Well, is there anything else you want to plug or shout out to or um, anything else you want to talk about before we close up? I mean, you know, we get, we definitely got meeting uh meet we're meeting every month. Um like I said, we're going to we're going to shoot for this election in uh, in May. That's what I that's what I'm really hoping. Um I, w- I just want to see everybody brew. I want to see as many people doing as much brewing activity, brewing related activity as possible. I mean, this is what I've tried to tell everybody is this is not my club. This is not my brew club. This is not Mark's brew club. This is our brew club. Ours, yeah. And, you know, be, be a part of your club. Invest in your club. It's here for you for sure. Awesome. Yeah, it's really cool that Mark is in this club because – if you if you could start a Jedi club and Yoda was in it, yeah, right. <laughs> what else could you ask for? Yeah. And Mark, Mark's, uh, he, I, I tried his raw IPA yesterday, and he, uh, it's good. It's really good. He uh, he was concerned that it it wasn't as as big as an IPA banner should fly. It what do was. You mean it was more of a pale ale. He was he was considering it more of a a lighter. A lighter beer than what he was shooting for it's it's really good i know he went with um nelson hops and something else and i mean it's so so delicate on the palate it's really good this is like my first day around any kind of brewing anything so it's kind of awesome to just see the levels it's fun i mean it's 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 fun and, and temperature and everything and like I was saying, you you go back to you know how people enjoy cooking, and you know when they get done cooking, they've got this this presentation on a plate. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, you've got a presentation yeah. in a glass, yeah. And and it and it came from you. It's got a part of you in it. You know your your mind, your thought process, and your care on on how that beer is developed. I, I it's love like it. you know what I, you remember what I told you yesterday when you bought your your beer kit. I said, did you watch? Uh, 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 was that movie with Tom Hanks where he stranded on the Cast island? Away. Cast away. You know how he he was doing when he finally got the fire? And he was like, look what I yeah. created! Fire! Yeah. That's how you feel when you make your first beer. Right. You're like, look what I have created! <laughs> I have fathered this wonderful we, liquid! Uh, we, we made a lot of bad beers before we, we finally buckled down. And got Wait, there's such thing as a bad beer? Yes. See, you still drank it though, didn't you? Of, it was man. gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Uh, but I, I and, and I'll be the first to tell you, we've dumped bad beer. We've dumped bad beer. We had. Um, when you say bad, just like taste bad. It just didn't ferment the way that we wanted it to. It didn't come out. I mean, it was either uh, recipe design. A lot. A lot of it is recipe design. 
Uh, it's an unfamiliar style. We 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 had a we had a saison that we were really looking forward to, and I didn't I didn't do it the way that it needed to be done in recipe development. So if your recipe's not sound, your beer's not going to be. And we tried and tried and tried to like it, but we couldn't, and it went down the ditch. All right, Anthony just walked back in from doing some stuff and gave us a thumbs up. What does that mean? We got worked. We got warped. We got. It's good to have that. Ten gallons. It's what? better to have beer. Like nine <laughs> gallons. Of, I don't like saying work. I like work. Work. <laughs> I don't know how they. I don't say it like he's supposed to. Unborn beer. Yeah. It's sugar water. Yeah. Tea. Um. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, ex- I'm, I'm excited to cheers. cheers. I'm, I'm I think excited. we should. I think we should wrap this up and do a shot in celebration. Absolutely. It. It's Absolutely. a celebration. <laughs> we're definitely glad to have you on the show finally we've been talking about this for a while we've, yeah yeah it's i've been, I've been really looking forward if to you it. go to the local homebrew store you're destined to run into like-minded individuals i exactly. couldn't agree more yeah it's that's hard to, if you're there more than once a week you're liable to bump into me yeah that's how, that's how this happened basically yeah we ran into you at, at trust and prost yeah yeah no so do you guys have a link like to not yet we're uh one of the one of the offices that we're going to vote on is a is a social media officer and that may that may piggyback into a um events coordinator somebody that can set us up like a a, a twitter and an instagram profile and get a get a really good um uh, facebook presence that's a little bit more open we'll probably keep the heathen thread just for members yeah. But we'll we'll have a separate page that's dedicated to your brewing your brew day, your your brewing activity. If you're bottling, if you're kegging, if you if you've got a good story about how a beer shit the bed, talk, tell us about it. That's yeah. I mean everybody loves everybody loves to hear a beer story. Especially yeah. us knuckleheads. Yep. For real. <clears throat> We're true beer nerds. This is true. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. Yes, We've sir. had a blasty blast, and yes, uh, I think we should uh, wrap this up, finish this brew, and do a shot. We're gonna we're gonna put a link in the Heathen thread for this podcast. Or absolutely, absolutely. I'm a shameless self promoter. You hear that? That's my shameless promotion bell. <laughs> I didn't start a podcast because I didn't want nobody to listen to it. <laughs> well, I, did, I knew that I knew that you're putting stuff on your page, but I didn't know if you if if we would upload this to the heathen. Oh yeah, for okay. sure. I'm gonna put a link on there. Yeah, sweet. I mean, sweet. I've I've been wanting to because we talk about we've talked about the club since it started. Yeah, on the yeah. podcast, I've been listening, but I didn't want to be like that guy that like yeah. Because we talk about a lot of other stuff too. Yeah, we're not a beer podcast, but this one is just, is all about the brew all club. About, yeah, so I'm I'm definitely gonna be all over that. that. Yeah. yeah. And if you see drop, Kim I'm Coleman, drop an elbow. If you see Kim Coleman, you drag him kicking and screaming to the next meeting. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that difficult. He doesn't know. live far from here. I know, I know. I, I'm, I keep in touch with him about once every two weeks or so. He's he's itching to get out there. He's just man. He's, he's a one man show. And he's yeah, he's busy. busy. He's busy. Oh, no, I, dra- he, I can outrun him, but I don't know about dragging him. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big old boy. He's a big old boy. He's a big old boy. <laughs> I love old Kim, man. He's a good dude. Shout out to the 18, 1817 Brewing Company. Well. All right. Let's get a, uh, let's try to pay the bills and get a word from the sponsors. 
Shadow Stalkers Paranormal is a nonprofit organization, a level-headed team with a knowledgeable background who tries to explain and debunk, not taking things solely as paranormal. They try to help their clients with an understanding about the paranormal. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal also gives back to the community by way of sponsorships such as this one, fundraisers for historical sites and individuals with terminal illnesses. They strive to make their team better and make a difference. You can find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash shadowstalkersparanormal38821. They're ready to believe you. Alright, we are back. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I haven't left. Well, see, for them, it's been about an hour. For us, it's been just a few minutes. It's time travel, man. I understand. Um, and we are sipping on a... What was it, Russian? I think it's a Russian Imperial. Russian Imperial. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris mentioned on the yeah on the air that he brought with him a couple of bottles of the Quad and the Imperial. Yeah. And it was funny because I'm going to tattle on you. I was like, hey, uh, when we're doing this outro, we can drink on this quad that Chris left over here. <laughs> and uh, you were like, well, you don't have the quad. <laughs> I was like, how do you know? He's like, you're just like, I took it with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's at the house. I'm waiting on it. Uh, probably when I get off work Friday. Or you Sunday. Pop that bad boy Sunday, open. I won't pop it. You gonna drink that whole thing by yourself? You will be drunk. I'm gonna pop it Sunday. That's a big bottle. And I'm gonna funnel it. <laughs> I mean, this right here is. It's pretty stout. Yeah, I just wanted to get as much. It's good. Cheers. Yeah, I like it. It's really good. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, CJ came on the show and. Hung out with us, had a really good time. Um, the beer that we were brewing during that podcast, we can now talk about mm-hmm. because it's well, it's not done, but it's done brewing. It's now fermenting, and you've been sending us through Voxer some video and pictures. And I'm really, I really like when you do that. By the way, the pictures sort of like having a baby monitor. Oh, really? <laughs> Check okay. on your kids. I didn't know if y'all was like getting annoyed with it or. Dude, I was thinking about setting up a live feed. Like I can, I can put together like a little thing that's got a little camera, and we can watch it all the time. <laughs> uh, I didn't know if y'all was digging that or not. I'm, I'm, I'm totally into that. It's, I like seeing the progress of our of our labor. I had a. Um, it's like you go check on your garden every day when you're growing stuff, even if you even if you know it's fine. Oh yeah, you're always gonna go out there and look at it. But like, look at that. I grew that. You see them tomatoes. I'll grow them tomatoes. I'm trying to pull up a chart right now. That's why I'm not talking. Oh. Where I can talk about it. Do you it. do? Do you grow anything? I, I've always said I'm going to try to grow this or I'm going to try to grow that. I got some garlic that's pretty healthy right now. Yeah. I, mean, it's, I like garlic. And uh, I've grew some basil before, but I'm not really big a big grower. You know what guy. got me into gardening is I got pissed off. I bought some tomatoes one time, and they were like six dollars. <laughs> yeah. What? And they sucked. Oh yeah, they they have no flavor at all. They sucked, and I'm like, no, my if I put seeds in the ground, my yard will give me these for free. <laughs> for free, yeah. Like here you go, buddy. I'm your yard. I'm giving you stuff to eat. You don't owe me anything. Just cut my yeah. grass every now and then. But. Uh, <laughs> We eat vegetables, but the vegetables we eat a lot of are not summer-growing vegetables. That's our problem. Uh, 
I like, I mean, except for the occasion when we eat zucchini, you know, we, me and Laura, Laura's got that, that stuffed zucchini recipe that she zucchini does. is very easy. Yeah. Like it's very it's, it's easy to grow, but that, that's, like I mean, we would use those, but, uh, I like spinach. I like, um, stuff like that. Let it, I mean, cabbage. Cause I like sauerkraut and I like to make my own sauerkraut. I, I mean, I don't like to, I would like to, cause I haven't made that yet. Well, there, I think cabbage falls under, I think, falls under the category of, because there's some things you can grow. People around here do what's called a late garden. Right, that's a late garden I thing. know that broccoli, broccoli, cauliflower, and I think cabbage, and maybe one or two other things, they will actually survive strawberries. Yeah. Will survive past the first frost. And I think, and asparagus is like, I don't know, building a pyramid growing it, because it's like a process. Like, and I say this tongue-in-cheek you have to have aliens to help you grow asparagus not because i think they made it just because i'm just i've looked into yeah, growing asparagus and it, and it is uh it is a chore to grow asparagus yeah see i like low maintenance stuff right because i can't just hover over my garden 24 7 right i've looked into i've actually seriously looked into it i'm still thinking about doing it about all the brewer grains we use uh we've always it, it seems like i'm throwing something away i can use because you know if we start ruining more, we're going to have more of it. But that is also a good medium for uh, mushroom gardening, growing, growing your own mushrooms. I'd be scared of that, though. You get the wrong mushroom. Well, you just, you order. You don't like you go. I think you're an you alligator go, the rest of your life. You don't go pick them out of a field. <laughs> I mean, Leave me you, alone. You, I'm an orange. You can. <laughs> but uh, you can order the the uh, spores in like in a little injection thing. You order them and they come in and you take your. Did you hear about the mushroom that walked into the bar? Uh, the bartender no. said, "We don't serve your kind here." He said, "Come on, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> a fun guy. I, I got it. I got a it. fun guy, Anthony. Yeah. Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, tell me about how the beer's doing. Well, you've already told me, but tell them. All right, this is what. This, give me tell, basically give them the Voxer update that you've all given right. me. Repeat all that." From what we were shooting for, we were shooting for a barley wine on the first runnings of this big, huge grain bill and a, and a decent pale ale on the second runnings of this. Uh, we got the barley wine. That's what we got. The pale ale, we... And by, by we got it. We you, got... You got the numbers. I got the numbers I was looking for. And I... Spot on or... Probably a little more. The that thing, more is good. That, the thing that, that means I'm, it'll have what more alcohol. Have more alcohol, but it, well, when you're at ten, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're talking about nine to you know from from ten to ten to, our to ten and a half. Uh, the only thing that's off that I can see is the color. It's a whole lot darker than I expected. Like we. I don't want to get into like beer technical terms because I know a lot of, there's not a beer people. This is a beer cast. This uh, whole podcast is about beer. The color of it, this SRM is supposed to be 22, and I'm looking at like a it is it's above that. I don't know if it's 26, 27, but it, but I'm hoping I'm looking maybe after I don't know a lot about it. I'm still new at this myself, so maybe after it ferments out over the long process of fermenting, it will get because I don't want it to be too caramely and blah all that kind of stuff uh but yeah we hit our numbers on the on the barley wine and that was the go to get a good barley wine the 
the pale this is going to be a long six months. Oh, the pale ale is going to be. I, I want to try that. Well, so bad. it won't be six months. We're gonna we're gonna keg it, and we're gonna have. We might not be able to bottle as much as I wanted to to begin with. Uh, and I'll get into that in a minute. But we'll we'll bottle some. We'll bottle a couple of twenty two ounce bottles, and we'll have them stuck back. For the idea was they save these that Chris brought. Yeah, up. absolutely. He don't want them back. <laughs> we uh. The idea was to um, bottle some and save those for a long period of time and set the keg back for six months and then we'll drink it. But we'll, and then we'll drink a couple of the ones we bottled early just to see what it tastes like now. But what we'll probably end up doing is we'll probably drink the bottle ones. We'll split a 22 ounce bottle just to taste, just to taste after, it and see what it does. And we'll have the keg. For six months, and we'll have another twenty-two ounce, maybe another, maybe two more. Okay, so you're kind of doing the opposite of what I expected. Exactly, you're, you're going to age the keg. I thought we would bottle a bunch and age that. Right. Uh, I'm going to set the, the keg ain't coming over here for six months. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually con- considering uh, cash con- uh, conditioning in the keg, just using some sugar in the keg and conditioning in the keg. I'm considering doing that. No forced carbonization. Carbon. Carbonation, no forced carbonation. Carbonization. Carbonization is another word that talks about. That's five syllables. Podcast over. Roll the music. It was a fake word. It don't count. Uh, (laughs) Don't count. Well, this is Russian imperial style. We'll put fake words in your mouth. Uh, I'm telling (laughs) you, man. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not. I haven't done, and then hopefully, by the time that we'll have the next homebrew club meeting, and I'm going to talk about maybe. some natural conditioning in a keg instead of a forced carbonation to see what they what their opinion on it is and see if that's possible for me to do. My fear would be just in us carbonating here is that if it's already carbonated, you're well. I don't know. We've never done that. I'm, but no, we've I'm never done it. You're still gonna have to put some pressure in it to get it up the lines. But that's, oh yeah, you just, just very little though. Very little. Very little. Like three or four. But I'm. You might. I don't know. We might have a, just like a little a little party line or whatever, and do it if we wanted to. But if we put in there, just I've put, got a old school. If we put, if we kegged, but if we're not going to over carbonate it, if it's already carbonated, and if we vent the keg like we're supposed to, or whatever, and we hook that's it up, where we, that's where we've been messing up. If we hook it up with a, a, the minimum amount of pressure, we'll we'll pull a one, pull a, we'll be all right. Uh, I've considered the the question I have is in a whole other ballpark. Well, I'm the hoping. The good news is, if you over carbonate your beer, it's not ruined. No, you, you can, can back it you off. Can back it off. If it's not carbonated enough, it's not ruined. You know, at that point, it's just a matter of adjusting. But um, from the experience I've had right. with all these, anyway, the second running is going to be a decent beer. Uh, I was hoping I would get the uh, the gravity points I was wanting for a good pillow, and I probably would have. But uh, what but I ended- bear, but bear in mind not to interrupt you, we didn't use any of the backup malts. No, we did not. No, we did not use that, and I didn't do anything. And it got hectic toward the end. You almost didn't have to. Uh, you got close. Right. Close enough. And uh, the problem was, and all right, what I will probably what I'm saying is we're going to do this beer again, and with a different math, we'll actually we'll just put different variables in. Uh, we tried out a new burner, and uh, 
you can hear it through the whole podcast. We, they, somebody opens the door, you can hear it. We tried a new burner like a that was very, off. very, very success, success, successful in, in boiling water. <laughs> and it boiled off a, a little bit more. Quanti- well, we've been using a turkey cooker, which this right. is too. But it's a that's a that's a it's jet two, it's a jet burner instead of like a little. Yeah, the, the we would bag. have to if we wanted yeah. to boil water in on mine by a turkey cooker. It took a while. We boil we that that son of a gun. We <laughs> you just got to worry about boiling all your water out. Yeah, we almost boiled. We boiled too much out on that on the uh, yeah we on the, the angels cut on the bale the pale ale we boiled too much out and uh, instead of a. Uh, Instead of instead of having a short batch, I topped it off and brought down the gravity, and that's what brought us down. But your numbers aren't that bad. Give but they're not numbers. that bad. I was, what, what? A, I was looking for I was looking for around a ten fifty, and I got a ten forty two. Uh, oh, so that's what I was looking at. But it throws the hops off. I mean, I, I, ta- I tasted it today and the color of it today, and it looks like some kind of a. I don't know, a half-ass hybrid of a New England-style IPA. And I'm hoping that's what it's it like is. It tastes like. It tastes like. Uh, it's taste, it's, got a, it's got a hoppy bitterness to it, but it comes on the... I don't know. It's weird. If you'd have to know about New England-style IPAs to understand, the Ghost in the Machine is a New England-style IPA. It's not all up in your face yeah. like a... A regular IPA. Yeah, I just had one of those. These, uh, that same day we brewed that night, right? But it's a it's a different style of IPA. It's not as aggressive, I guess. It's more a bitterness. It's more of a hop smell than a taste. Yeah. And that's where I'm getting. And I, I changed the I dry hopped it today, and I changed the dry hops on it to different. Uh, I was going to make a Frank. I, we got all these half packs of. Half an ounce of this and a quarter ounce of this of yeah, hops we used over the, over the time, and uh, I was supposed to put two ounces of Cascade in today. Instead, I dialed it back to one ounce of Cascade, and I used some lesser uh, bittering stuff we had. And I dumped. I can't even remember what it is. I think it was a Glacier and a one that was a more bittering. But uh, so I dumped that in there instead. And was but what if we want to? If what if this is so good we want to replicate? I this kept the pack. I, I kept the pack. I, I I kept the package and I, and I wrote it down in my little you notes. You wrote on there. Yeah. I put four of these pellets in there. Four pellets. I have a scale now, Hoss. <laughs> Ain't no more counting pellets, though. <laughs> now what do we got yeah, here? Yeah, but uh, but I didn't. That's the problem I had. I it was I I pitched the pale ale Sunday. Like the next day, you pitch the pail, the pitch the pail Sunday, the pitch the yeast because we don't have a wort chiller, so I just usually just wait till the next day. I put it in the refrigerator, I seal it off, put there. Fine. I just wait the next day. They do it like the Australian way, that's how they do it in Australia. They put it in a container and wait the next day. Um, just in Australia, huh? Well, it's really hot over there, <laughs> so, uh, so nothing's gonna cool, nothing's cooling it off. Um, but the uh, and dumb me, the uh, I didn't want to tie up. My, my fur uh, another fermenter, but I didn't want to have to. It would have been a juggling act if I'd have put both the beers in fermenters to to transport them home. So I put one in the water cooler, and I put them in my my refrigerator outside. That was already in the set. Water cooler. That the the red the orange water cooler that I had got. Oh, that Gatorade. Cooler. The Gatorade. Yeah, cooler. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I put one in the fermenter and one in the Gatorade cooler, and I sealed them off and I brought them home, uh, and I put them in my. 
refrigerator that was already set for the fermentation temperature because I wanted to get. It's not a refrigerator. Oh, the fermentation chamber. <laughs> I realized in the last, I listened to the last podcast and I call it a fermenter, and everybody's thinking this dude's got a refrigerator, it looks like a bucket, but it's a f- fermentation chamber. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I put them in there and I went to work and I worked like nine hours and I come back home. Of course, the bucket was ready to go. But the other one was in a cooler, so it was still 100 degrees, which is a very efficient cooler. I know my cooler's efficient at keeping heat. So, too efficient for, yeah. Too, yeah. So I transferred it to a, a uh, I, want, I put it in a glass carboy because it was taller and I wanted headspace on a uh, 100, it was, I think it was 101 on gravity. Uh, so I wanted a lot of headspace because I was scared it was going to blow out. And I didn't have the means to set up a blow off tube. So, I got it transferred and it cooled down and uh I pitched it with a yeast starter that I had Tuesday when I got home from work and by the end of the of Wednesday now that video you sent today I was crossing my fingers it was going to blow out <laughs> it was rolling yeah it that was a video from man. last night the one you got today was one from last night about nine o'clock and it looked like it was cutting up yeah it looked like a, a, a party going a, on yeah, in the fermentation <laughs> yeah chamber. it was moving yeah that's that's awesome but uh that activity means but yeah it's great it's i mean i got the pale ale inside because it's just you know just stick it in the corner i got a, a more controlled temperature on the barley wine so when i open my refrigerator my carport smells like a fart it's, it stinks. <laughs> it smells horrible. But yeah, I don't know about fermenting beer. It just don't smell good. No, it don't. Yeah, you know, making it, boiling it. It's like I've it. said on here before. Yeah. It's one of those things like when you roast your own coffee grains, you expect <laughs> that to smell great. The co- nope. It smells horrible. It smells like burnt, wet grass. Oh. You took another sip of that. Uh, well, I took a pull. A l- it was like two swallows, and I was going. Don't make that noise without explaining to everybody. I was going to knock it out because they can't see you. <laughs> uh, there was too much left for me to chug the rest of it. It's got some. This. When are we going to do a quad or a triple? Because man, I was really, I'm really into that. Hearing him talk about that, yeah. Especially considering like, with I'm learning more about yeast now. And he was talking about how putting it in a jar and it separates. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I want to do that. It's 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 insane how many different yeast strands there are that put in, that have different flavors. But if we kept jars of yeast laying around, uh, no. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, my wife is only so tolerant <laughs> for me to have. I already have two refrigerators dedicated to beer at my house. So we can find places to keep it. Yeah. I've been an addict. <laughs> But uh, it's uh, it's something to get into. But it's like he it's like he said on here. If you we we were talking about last episode how efficient we've we've gotten and we're continuing to get with our brewing. And I think that's the next step is reusing yeast and and we're, stuff like that. Of course, growing the hops out here ain't gonna hurt at all. With you with reusing the yeast as far as harvesting our own, it's all, it's all further down the road now. Planning our batches where we dump our wort on a just keg beer, that's a possibility. Like we would make a beer, like say that uh, 
that amber lager we done, uh, we would brew that beer, and when we kegged it, we'd have our yeast keg, that the tube at the bottom of it. Uh, I think Mark said he went right behind it with his Oktoberfest, right on top of it. He would brew his Oktoberfest, cool it, keg it, dump it on the on that yeast keg, cut tube at the bottom, and go with it, and it would it would kick it back up. So when you when you dump on top of another cake like that, you're getting the the bad stuff too. You're getting the there's not any bad stuff. The bad yeast. The there's yeast no that's, bad yeast. It's well, just, not that it's bad, yeah. but it's uh, this not dead. Well, yeah, the spent. It's not dead. It's asleep. <laughs> it spikes it up. It's, yeah. But it's, there's a, there's a reason you need to rack off. Well, what? And you're racking in. I've listened to Brew Lossophy. I've listened to Brew Lossophy on there, and they, they, they. So it's a racket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is where my lack of knowledge you, comes. That's in. the thing is, you have a a already fermented beer that has no sugar left in it. It's just it's just your beer, and you're aging it on top of a yeast cake. I think it's different than putting a brand new wort with all this sugar goodness on top of a yeast cake. Okay, I guess that's the difference. I might be like I get confused because it seems like at some point you're trying to separate from that, but then sometimes you're combining with that. I've completely been lazy and never done a secondary on some of our beers. Just completely went primary, fermented, 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 and pitched it right off top of the yeast cake into the cake and put it over here and done it. Yeah, no secondary. So is that our next thing we should do? What secondary? Yeah, I, I've done some. I started off doing some secondary, and then I realized nobody could tell a difference when I did or didn't. It just depends on how much of like this one I'll do a secondary because it's going to be so long to ferment. But the other ones, no. I, uh-uh. the, oh, I see what you're saying as far as secondary because you're re-racking it. Yeah, the coffee style I done a secondary because. I pulled it off to put the coffee and the cocoa nibs in, but the milk stout I didn't do a secondary. I was pouring off a last the last little bit of this uh, Russian Imperial. Yeah, and I remembered whenever I opened it because I, I wanted it to be basically room temperature, but I put it in the refrigerator for like I don't know what forty five minutes just to get a yeah. little chill on it. And when I opened it, man, it was like a geyser. Because <laughs> it had been hot, and then I put it in the refrigerator yeah. for a little bit. And I put my hand over it to stop it from spewing. And you were like, hey, just put it in this pot right here. Just let it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to stop it from making a mess. I'm trying to stop from wasting <laughs> <the> beer. beer. <laughs> I don't care if I make a mess. I just don't want to waste, uh, I don't want to waste alcohol. Yeah, but back on what the beer, I, that's the thing. I, I was telling Chris, I don't know if I said it on the podcast last time or not. Uh, I used to be, okay, what do I want to drink? That's what I want to make. Now, yeah. I'm not there now. I want to make cool stuff. I want to make cool stuff. Let's see what I just want to make something and see what it tastes like it's supposed to taste like. Uh, like, I'm not a fan of a Belgian wit, but I want to make want to one. Try it. I want to make one and see if I can get the coriander where it's pal- palatable. <laughs> Coriander is not palatable. 
I think it is if you get the ratio right to everything else. Here's the ratio. None. Zero. <laughs> I think there's some needed to get what you want. I think there's some needed. But uh but I'm not I'm like you, I'm not a fan of it. But I've never liked the coriander flavor. The coriander flavor. Uh-uh. Not a big coriander guy. Yeah. I was I heard CJ on here talking about you, you know how I'm going back and forth? Back and forth. That way like everybody that? knows who we're talking about. Yeah. It's like they're going to be like, which one was CJ and which one was Chris? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, man. You tell me. One of them had a beard and the other guy had facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was wearing flip-flops and the other ones had on sandals. Yeah. That was it. So, uh, he was talking about the Robo Brew. And I've never even research that or like I knew they existed but I didn't really know even what they were so I started looking it up and I'm like man <laughs> why are we doing it the moonshiner way because <laughs> okay get to correct me where I get wrong here you put all your water that you're going to use in a robo brew you bring it up to temp in the robo brew and it's electric <laughs> then you dump your grains in there on mm-hmm. top of the water. Yeah. Then, it's it's your mash ton too. I, I you run it back out. Yeah. I mean, it does everything. Uh, I don't know. I'm really. I've actually I've watched a couple of videos on. I think a grain father is similar to. The, I think it's the same thing basically, just different brand name. But uh, I don't. I don't know. I like the. You like the moonshine method. It's like. You feel like. I don't. I don't use a random roller dice, uh, random roller app for dice on my phone when I play D and D. I want to. Yeah, because you're the guy that oh, got pissed when I had a laptop sitting out while we're playing D and D. That's not. That's not even like. That's not what you're supposed to do. But I was using it because I had the books, the manuals, <laughs> like a well, PDF. You, you need four backpacks, three notebooks, and four bags of dice when you play D and D. So you like you, you like the old school. Man. I like to just yeah. Oh, I have no problem. Well, well, on the beer thing, I'm talking about the the beer thing. I have no idea. I've never used it. It would probably be great, uh, but I would like. It to, sounds I, like it. I want to see one done, and then and Chris invited us to brew, yeah. uh, brew with him in his next brew day, and I think that'll be fun. And if we're gonna start brewing more often, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that's the next progression. Yeah, I think it's time for you and Kelly to do y'all's first all grain solo. I can. Yeah. You I ain't going to say it's going to be good, but hey, I'll do it. You can get you drunk. Pig said he'll do it all, all by himself. But yeah, and, and I I was under the impression that those Robo Brews were like really expensive. They're actually not that bad. They're affordable. Yeah. No. I don't edit him out anymore. He thinks you put a bone out. Does he? Yeah, look. I never put bones out. He don't know what day of the week it is. What it is? He's looking for one. <laughs> what were we just talking about before I said that? I, I got a buzz. It. I did it again. Oops! I did it again. <laughs> yep. I mean, Mark's drunk. Not... Mark's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what were we just talking about? Robo brew being affordable. And then you were like, "Yeah," and then what? Pig made noise and threw me off. 
there it is in the podcast when we get a dr- drunk and don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Radio edit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. So how do you feel overall about the beer? Uh, the barley wine and the, the second. Part. I was nervous for nothing because they all went basically smooth. I'm actually impressed with the little crazy $5 mash tun I got. Yeah. It actually worked too good. I yeah, think they uh, got it was more efficient than I than I thought it would be. So my second runnings didn't get the points I thought it would get, but it done it done great. So we have a master now that works. We know that uh, everything worked out fine. The only thing that was off was us using the burner that we wasn't familiar with. And because we, you burned off too much. We burned, if had we used the burner we originally used, we would have been here to ten o'clock at night. But we'd have had the exact amount of work we wanted at the right gravity points and everything. So that's it. So next time we'll plan for, for that. I watched the accountant. No, you didn't. I did. Did you really? Yeah. I asked you before the podcast. You said you didn't watch it. Because I knew if I told you, <laughs> I would just start talking about it then. <laughs> oh, and I okay. wanted to wait till now. I almost left when you said you didn't watch it. It's like, fine, and you're my friend no more. No, I lied to you. <laughs> you lied. So we're not friends then. <laughs> what did you think of the accountant? It was great. That's the role that made him the Punisher. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 And I knew, which I don't mind. I don't have to. We don't have to yell spoiler alert. That movie's been out. It's how been long? out for a while. I mean, a while. Oh yeah. Now, I don't know why it took you this long to watch it. I don't know. You're it thinking just, that same thing, though, ain't you? No, it's just it's not that I didn't. I didn't wa- look at you it. And go, I'm ne- not watching that shit. You, it's just it, it. You never got around to watching. Never it. Never got around to watching it. And uh, I'm glad I did. But I was expecting a twist the whole time. I was like, this movie just reeks of twist. <laughs> they still caught me off guard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They twisted my twister. Twisted past your twist. They twisted my twister. What did they twist you on? The relationship. Um, the siblings. Yeah. The siblings. You see, I can, I can do that spoilery, yeah. but still kind of spoiler-free. Uh, I figured that out, but the end of it, his little helper, I yeah. did not catch. Yeah. That was, that was pretty good. Well, I, I, there was a point I figured the other out. Yeah. But I didn't call it right off. Yeah. It, it was it a, took me a... It took me a minute. And then I was like, hmm. And then I was like, oh. No. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. This is a good movie, though. It's really good. I don't know why it didn't get more... I don't either. There's some movies that come out they and just don't like, get the publicity. Why was this not cr- critically acclaimed? Like, uh, yeah, because that was a really, really good... It's like Dumb you spent the money to make a movie. Why? Why isn't it up there with like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whatever's why. the because it had good actors in it. I mean, it had you know. So I, I, so I don't know why it didn't get the. I mean, just it's like they for, spent all their money getting the actors, and they couldn't mm-hmm. spend any more on Maybe, advertising. Never, yeah, but I, I thought it's it was like great. we print out a few flyers, yeah. guys, but there's no way we're doing commercials. Yeah, trailers. Oh, I haven't even looked at my notes yet. <laughs> We don't need no. We don't need no stinking. Notes. I think. Well, I think we've covered everything. But but let me look. I have noticed that nobody, none of our listeners anyway, want to join our clan on Clash of Clans. <laughs> we don't talk about it a lot. 
<laughs> Y'all join our clan. Clash of Clans. You know what's funny? One of these things in my notes it was for the intro. Oh, what was it supposed to be? I was going to apologize for all the background noise. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it was pretty loud. I was, I don't even remember. Not that I was, I was just running around so much. It seemed like this brood ape went, uh, excuse me, faster slash smoother. It did because it it did. I mean, I mean, the, we we were able to boil water faster because we used a better. We, boiler. Yeah, we got water. We had more people over here helping. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it, and we're more more experienced now. We yeah, yeah, we we know what we're doing now for to to a certain extent. Uh, we're still just throwing. We, I mean, we're still basically just throwing stuff at the wall, see if it sticks. But I mean, dude, our brood used to be long. Oh yeah, they're yeah they were long. Well, yeah, we done. We started at twelve, right on the nose, and we got done right at seven on two batches on two separate. Seven at night. Yeah, no. seven o'clock. Yes, it was. Are you sure? I'm positive. Yeah. Cause it was daylight. Well, it's daylight now at seven o'clock. And that that's two bulls. We done two bulls. I don't think it was seven o'clock. Oh, it was it was seven o'clock. Six around six forty five somewhere around in there. Yeah, because like yeah, I was. It felt like it went fast. Maybe I was just having fun. Yeah, uh, that's still fast though. I mean, normally we're at six hours on one batch, just one batch of beer. Yeah, but there's some people that brew beer in like two or three hours. Not counting the cool down to pitch the yeast, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, to get the water to temp, to get the grains in there. Yeah. Get your we. Since we've started, we normally have been setting aside six hours to brew a batch of beer. I think we can cut that down. It's just waiting on water. I think the robo brewer would cut it down a lot. It's just waiting on water to boil. That one cuts it down. Just imagine, if we'd done but one batch, would have been done. We we done we done an hour boil on the pale ale, and we done we just done a rinse for like thirty minutes. So that was an hour and a half. Say another thirty minutes would have been done by four thirty-five. Would have been like four and a half hours in a bowl on a brew day for a barley wine. But we done we done we done two batches that that yeah, not two mashes like we done that one day that was horrible. But we can do that. I think one day we'll be able to do that again once we get two burners going and we have two people who know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Uh. So one can watch one, one can watch the other. Not that we have no problem. I'd I'd almost feel good doing that now. Yeah, I mean, I think you've seen. You don't. I mean, I mean, you're the you're the guard in Breaking Bad when uh, dude couldn't dude couldn't make the math and he went over and made the math. He didn't know what he was doing, but he made the math. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I'm glad you said Breaking Bad, but why did you say Garden? When the the guard, remember when the guy who was watching him, who was in prisoner down there, and, and oh Mr. yeah, Mr. Yeah, White yeah. was out, and he said he wouldn't make it a mess, so the other guy went over and made it because he'd been watching him so long. He didn't know what he was doing, but he done it. I think you're there now. You're like the guard now. I've osmosized enough information. <laughs> Is that a word? Yeah, I don't. You absorbed. Yeah, you got it. Through osmosis. Yeah, I've osmosized enough <laughs> information to where I'm good. 
As long as I know what temperature and yeah, all that Life. stuff. I always, you know, we copycat, so we don't have to come up with that on our own. We just steal somebody else's work. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we need to wrap it up. There was something else you wanted to talk to me about. Did you Did you want to do that on the air? Like, what do you what? What was it? I don't this remember. weird thing you said I was going to cry about. Oh, that was the uh, the Iron Maiden. Oh, it was on the same night as a con we wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure that out. Let me know what you figure out. (laughs) That's what, that's the downside of having an interesting life. Right. (laughs) Because you have to make decisions. Do I do this awesome thing or this awesome thing? I would say the con would be fine if we could just do the con. But I would say the the Iron Maiden concert would be fine if we could just do the Iron Maiden concert. I would be, yeah. Either way. You got to do your little thing. <sighs> you can't do it. <laughs> it's been a long week. Yeah. I'm glad it's almost over. I'm, I don't know. I'm dreading going back to work because I know Sunday I'm going to find out when I have to go back to work on my day off. Oh. So they're going to tell me Sunday that I have to work Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. And if it's Saturday or Sunday, it's going to be a night shift, which is going to not make me happy. But I'll eat that sandwich with a smile and go to work because I had a, I got a job. Yep. <laughs> so. What kind of sandwich? Yeah, that kind of makes you grin. <laughs> yeah, you got something in your I've teeth. I've a few of those sandwiches. You got something in your teeth. I know, exactly I know what you're it. talking about. <laughs> I've eaten a few of those. What really sucks is when they give you that sandwich that you're referring to oh. without the bread. Without the bread. <laughs> so here's a spoonful. <laughs> and it's steaming. Well, if that that will be if I get hit for Saturday night, mandatory overtime. Oh. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Don't forget to call us. Six six two three zero five nine seven eight three to win tickets to TupeloCon. Ooh, yeah, do that. Thanks for listening to Real Pop Culture episode one 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 episode one <laughs> one one. <laughs> We've been broadcasting live from High Top, the first and only floor of the Kill J headquarters at the Kill J Ranch. Love you, bye. See you later, bye. Thank you for that. <laughs> They do screen printing now? Oh yeah, they do professional custom screen printing at a very competitive rate. Where where can I find them? Look them up on Facebook, facebook.com slash anarchydesign69 or email them at anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. You can check out some of their work on their Facebook page. When you're ready to order, you can send them your idea or they can design it for you. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com.